Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast where your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Today, we're going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be talking about uh, plant-based diets. Do I feel that there are benefits to eating plant-based? We're going to be talking about how to prep your central nervous system uh, for heavy lifting. And then we're going to talk about uh, forms of cardiovascular activity, the pros, the cons, uh, and things like that. So make sure you tune tune into this episode for all of that information. If you have a question that you would like to send in about training, fitness, nutrition, anything you want, really, um, you can do that on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit, so you can go ahead and find me there. And then every single Sunday, you'll see a box on my story that says, Ask Me a Question. That's your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And then if you want more free info, free guides, free articles, you can go to PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free. All right. First question today is from Happy Hydrated Healthy on Instagram. And the question is, do you believe there are benefits to eating plant-based? So, uh, yeah, I do, I do believe that there are, there are benefits to eating plant-based. Absolutely. But, um, I wouldn't say that's because of the exclusion of meat or the exclusion of animal products. The reason being, uh, is because animal products there, like meat, for example, is one of the most nutrient dense foods out there. Um, it definitely does well for our body. Now, this is just generally speaking, you do have to keep in mind that there are people that might have poor reactions uh, when they eat red meat, or they might be prone to higher cholesterol as it is, genetically speaking. Uh, and for some reason, when they have eggs, it just makes it worse, you know, although that's been kind of debunked a little bit. But you get the point. Um, we all react to foods differently. So when I am giving this answer, I'm speaking in a general in a general sense, okay? So for the most part, uh, we're all going to do really well with highly nutrient-dense foods, protein-packed foods, um, and that's animal animal products. I was about to say animal foods and then products at the same time. Animal products. <laughs> uh, that's the case with animal products, okay? Does that mean you have to eat animal products uh, and meat to be healthy? Absolutely not. Um, getting by on a plant-based diet is definitely possible. I just think people underestimate how much time uh, and preparation and thinking that it takes to make sure you're getting all your nutrients in and, you're, and make sure you're touching all the bases. Now, a lot of people will say, no, that's not true. It's extremely easy. There are so many vegan plant-based options out there now. Yes, there are, but they're highly processed fruits, okay? That just because they're plant-based doesn't mean that they're healthy. For example, if you were to look at uh, like the Beyond, the, the Impossible Burger or any of those plant-based burgers that they have in the freezer section, if you were to look on the ingredients in there, it's absolutely absurd how many ingredients they have in that thing. It is one of the most highly processed forms of food you can possibly find in that entire freaking grocery store. Okay. So by no means is that healthy just because it doesn't have meat in it. All right. Um, so anyway, I was a little bit going off topic there. So, so yeah, I do feel that there is, there are are definitely benefits, but it's not because there is an exclusion of meat. I feel it is because there is a, a bigger inclusion of whole natural foods. When you go to a plant-based diet, you're tend to force your, your, you are forced to think a lot more about what you're eating. Okay. Um, and so you're going to think about 
your grocery list a lot more. You're going to think about what's in your refrigerator, what's in your pantry, things like that. You're going to go out of your way to make sure you're getting more nutrients in from whole natural food sources, okay? And as a result, people just tend to eat more plants that have more micronutrients uh, in there that they might not get from eating a majority of animal-based foods, okay? So I feel like the best option is to just meet somewhere in the middle. Meet somewhere in the middle. See what I did there? Uh, meet somewhere in the middle. And if you eat meat, that's fine. But just start to add more greens in your diet. Start to add more fruits and veggies into your diet. Um, and I'm willing to bet that your overall health will drastically improve, possibly so, even in comparison if you were to just go straight to plant-based. A lot of people do try to go straight to plant-based and their health goes down the shitter. Uh, and their doctor has to eventually tell them, hey, look, you're going to need to eat meat, okay? Now, this is also, you have to keep this in mind, this is also speaking strictly from a, a health perspective. This isn't like, you know, if you have moral reasons or religious reasons to stay away from meat, I'm not going to, like, I'll respect that. I'm not going to say that you should probably eat meat. You know, you do you. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna put my foot down a little bit when people say that you can only have optimal health on a plant-based diet. I think that's 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 pushing it a little bit too far. Um, so if you're listening to this and you thought you wanted to go plant-based, I'm going to tell you don't just go straight plant-based unless you have a major, major aversion to meat. Um, just try to include more greens, more fruits and veggies into your diet because uh, a lot of the things that the studies show too and the surveys, things like that, um, they show that, okay, plant-based can be better for people, um, but that's because a lot of the people that initially go into those study groups are eating a lot of meat and because they are eating a lot of meat, they tend to eat a lot of other shittier foods as well as a, as a uh, like a, I don't know how to describe it, not a coincidence, but it's just one of the things that's factored in. You know, if you have people that eat a butt ton of red meat, the odds that they don't have an overall healthy diet are probably pretty high, okay? So then once they go to plant-based, they're getting all the nutrients that their body didn't have and needed, and now they feel a lot better. I'm more curious to see, okay, if they continued eating meat, okay, um, maybe they didn't eat as much red meat. They still ate a lot, but they included more white meat, leaner meats, fish, things like that, and they included a lot of micronutrient-dense foods like veggies and greens in there, I'm willing to bet that those results would be very similar, if not better, okay? So that's my two cents on it. Um, I don't recommend just going plant-based, like I said, unless you have a moral or religious reason. Other than that, you can have meat. Just make sure you're eating plenty, plenty, and plenty of greens uh, and fruits and veggies with tons of micronutrients, okay? Um, next question is from Nursey Fishy, or Nurse Fishy, sorry, uh, 777. <clears throat> and the question is, do you prep your CNS, that's your central nervous system, do you prep your CNS for heavy lifting by only lifting heavy? Uh, so, and she said, does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So your central nervous system is, is, is really engaged when you're lifting heavy weights. So a good analogy that I once heard from, from, uh, one of the guys at mind pump media, he says that your, your, your central nervous system is the, uh, the amplifier. Okay. And your muscles are the speakers. Okay, your, your speakers can be great, but if your amplifier isn't sending a good signal to those speakers, the sound quality isn't going to be that good, right? Same thing with your central nervous system and your muscles. If you're not getting a good central nervous system signal to your muscle fibers, not all of your muscle fibers will contract and or they won't contract as well as they possibly could. They won't reach their full potential, okay? When your central nervous system, that thing working in the background when it, com when it comes to strength training... When that's fired up and engaged and speaking to the muscles really well, you're going to be a whole hell of a lot stronger, okay? Now, the heavier you go, the more the central nervous system is involved. So what she's asking is, when you're doing heavy lifting, 
do you prep your CNS like prime or warm up your CNS by doing heavy lifting before the heavy lifting since it reacts to heavy lifting? Okay. Uh, and <clears throat> personally, um, yes, I do do that. That's not the only other op. That's not the only option out there. So what I like to do most when it comes to warming up, um, I like to do some sort of priming work and mobility work. So primers are like things like tiny movements that get your mind and your central nervous system connected with the muscles that you need to use. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I have a, a, a good chunk of back movements, um, and chest movements in the workout that I'm doing that day. Let's say I have pull-ups and I have bench press and I want to be primed for that. A big major, uh, a big role in both those exercises is keeping my shoulder blades down and back. So before my workout, what I'll probably do is I'll take a band and do band pull-aparts. So I'm holding the band, my palms are up and I'm pulling that band apart by squeezing my shoulder blades together. That's going to get those muscles familiar with that movement, engaged, fired and primed and ready to go. Okay. Now things like that, although they will be good for activating those muscles, feeling your mind connect with them, it's not going to fire your central nervous system up as much as having lifting heavy wood. So what I also like to do is I like to slowly work up to my starting weight without gassing myself out too much. So I'll give you an example. Today I was deadlifting um, and I was doing, oh man, what was I doing for reps? I was doing three to five reps and it's been a hot minute since I was deadlifting. So I'm super weak right now. Uh, and so what I wanted to make sure I was doing was was priming and getting ready before I went to that first working set. So I did two or three warm-up sets beforehand. Um, and I think my my last warm-up set was probably 50 pounds under um, my initial working set. Now that is, that's not a specific formula that you have to follow. That's just, that's just that. Blah, blah. That's just what I did um, today in order to get ready for that first working set. Because you will notice, I feel like I notice. You might, you might not, but I'm, I'm willing to bet you would. I do notice a difference between doing some mobility work, doing stuff like those band pull aparts to just kind of activate and feel my muscles work. Between doing that and going into the first heavy set. And between slowly working up to that first heavy set, it's a massive difference. Like I feel much more in control, much more stable, much stronger when I slowly work up to that first working set. The key with doing that though, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if you prime your muscles and if you warm them up properly, you shouldn't need work. You shouldn't need warm up sets. Eh, you know, I think it's, I think it's personal preference preference. And I always think it's safe to get your body acclimated to that movement that you're doing. And that's, and I feel a massive difference between those two different methods. So I like to do a couple of warm up sets, at least on the very first movement that I'm doing, which is usually really heavy squats or really heavy deadlifts. Okay. If I were to go into like, <clears throat> let's say a pull up, I probably wouldn't try to work up to my heaviest set of pull ups. By that, by the time I'm doing pull ups, I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, so, Anyway, that's my two cents on that one. Uh, so you can do it however you want. Just do what's best for you um, and allows you to see progress. And just make sure that when if you do warm-up sets, you don't gas yourself and call it a warm-up set, okay? So for example, sometimes like my warm-up set today uh, on my deadlift, like I said, was 50 to, I think it was 30 to 50 pounds lighter than my initial working set. And instead of doing the five reps that I have in my working set, I just did three, okay? Just to be like, okay, body, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what this is supposed to feel like without killing it before I get into my first working set. That way I'm fresh. All right. Last question is from Adventure Link. And the question is, what is your favorite exercise and why is it cardio? <laughs> so uh, your boy uh, over here, he he likes to give me a hard time. Um, he has some pretty good jokes in here that he puts in the comment or in the questions. But <clears throat> this joke is something that I did want to turn into an actual question because it's something that I get asked uh, a lot about, you know, which form of cardio is best. 
what are the pros and cons, okay? So what I want to do is just go over the, the, the very two common forms of cardio. Uh, and the first one is going to be LIS, low intensity, steady state cardio. This would be like getting on an incline treadmill and walking for 45 minutes, okay? Uh, and then the other version is HIT, high intensity interval training. Something like this would be, um, you'd be doing a form of, uh, you'd be doing a movement that gets your heart rate up really, really high. And then you're doing a, uh, regress, uh, a regression of that movement um, to bring your heart rate back down. So a, an easy example would be you're sprinting for 30 seconds and then you're walking fast for a minute. Heart rate goes up, heart rate goes down, heart rate goes up, heart rate goes down. Okay. Usually HIT is done in anywhere between 12 to 20 minutes. Uh, and list is kind of just however long you want. Uh, when it comes to fat loss, performance, uh, recovery, HIT is going to be better, like all the freaking time. Okay. Um, list, your endurance might get a little bit better. Uh, it's not going to be as demanding on the body. That's one thing about HIT that a lot of people don't realize is they do it constantly. Um, and that can bring some chronic aches and pains to your body, and your body can kind of say, F you, dude, this is not. This is not working um, and it will push back a little bit. So it's one of those things that you want to make sure you intermittently sprinkle in just because it's so demanding on the body, especially if you're doing it the right way. Whereas LIS is is far less demanding on the body and you can kind of just do it whenever uh, you don't really have much to recover from it. You're just trying to do it to get some calories burned, uh, maybe get some steps in and call it good. Okay. Now I think both have value. Both definitely have value. When it comes to maximizing fat loss, HIT is where you want to be. However, when it comes to maintaining um, a, an active lifestyle, LIS is where you want to be. The problem with LIS is people think of it in terms of go to the gym and go on the Stairmaster for 45 minutes, rather in terms of NEAT. And NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's just a fancy way of saying the things that we do in their day-to-day lives that are outside normal formal exercise. So walking would count. Folding your clothes would count. Uh, you know, vacuuming would count doing the dishes, any sort of fidgeting movement, things like that. And the easiest way to track your neat is just by tracking your steps. So I always like to have people reach for a step goal every single day. And then if we're in a training phase or a certain point where they're approaching a goal and we need a little bit of an extra boost from cardio and their body isn't used to it, so they're going to reap the most benefits, what we do is add some hit in there. Okay, so we'll add hit in there, but no matter what their goal is, no matter what they're striving for, the foundation is built on resistance training, strength training, as well as having a certain amount of steps every single day because having a more active lifestyle is just going to make overall health um, and fat loss a whole hell of a lot easier. Gosh, man, I'm sorry, guys. I had a hard time talking today. I felt like I was mumbling like crazy. Oh, well, episode's done. I ain't redoing it, all right? Thank you for being here, uh, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, spread the love. Share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is the show that they can go to to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, answered. And like I said in the beginning, if you have, uh, if you if you want to just get more information on health, fitness, nutrition, training, you have uh, an option. You can get free guides at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. And then um, if if you, uh, gosh, what am I trying to say today? Oh, like I said, if you enjoyed it, if you're on Spotify, hit that little button on the top right that has those three dots. 
Uh, and then you can hit share and share it to any platform you would like. If you're on Apple Podcasts and if you feel this show has been worthy, uh, please leave a five-star rating and review. That would be a massive help. We would greatly, greatly uh, appreciate that. And then if you have a question, like I said, find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Every single Sunday, you'll see a box on my story that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.